The 4AM Club. Today I'm talking to Louise. Louise is a beekeeping, mushroom foraging, farm life living free spirit. She's that alternative mom friend who is always informing me about the latest research and insights into new parenting approaches. In this episode, I will be asking Lou about her open and honest communication style regarding all things taboo, fairy tale, and lifestyle. Welcome, Lou. Hello. What I'm really interested in is your openness with your kids. So I just wanted to know from your side, what prompted that and what is your philosophy around that? In general, my philosophy around most things is it's the same way everyone's doing it and it's not working, then maybe we should do it a different way. The whole idea behind it started a few years ago. I read an article about the difference in prevalence of teenage pregnancies between America and the Netherlands. And they just said the Dutch tend to be more liberal and open with their children when it comes to talking about sex and where babies come from and so on. And so I figured, well, I'd opt for that because empowering someone with knowledge is not a bad thing. They're just out of my own character, the things I'm not allowed to do or the things I generally want to go and do and explore. And I figured, well, if that works, then I'm willing to take that route. And I know it's sort of a, once the genie is out the bottle, you can't put it back in. But my kids are comfortable asking me questions about anything now. And they come to us when they need information. And like, even now we're discussing having a third baby. And so the kids are following along in the pregnancy day by day book. They grossed out by some of it. And I'll always gauge the situation to see that I'm not doing damage from giving them too much information, but we tend to be open with them about everything. Even the whole concept around doing Santa and the Easter bunny and things like that. I've read the way people say, you lose your children's trust because you're essentially lying to them. I don't know. It's a delicate balance for me between ultimate truth on the inner workings of nature, how the facts of life fit together, but then preserving some of the magic and the fantasy around imagination and having the possibility of mystical creatures and just some excitement, like the little bit of fairy dust sprinkled in here and there. And I can see when we do Christmas and we tell them it's Santa, they're not sure and if we're telling the truth, but they go along with it because it is fun. And then they'll go, we know it's you, you did it. They're not completely deluded by stories of fantasy, but they do realize there's enjoyment in the fantasy, I think, on some level. So they go along with that. But when it's the laws of nature and it's the facts of life, we tend to just be open about it and we say to them, well, listen, X, Y, Z is how it works. And for me, the practical beyond that is just... At least from us, they're getting fairly accurate information. Who knows what they're learning from friends and stuff at school when they get to the older grades. And I'd rather be the parent that that has the conversation with the kid than having children that get themselves into situations because they weren't aware exactly of how things work. Same goes even with things like alcohol and drugs and stuff. We discuss it and we explain to them. Your approach is to not create anything taboo. Do you explain that there's a healthy way? And a non-healthy way. I try and and teach them to be mindful about what is the physiological experience that something gives them. I explained to them that drunk doesn't happen after one glass of wine. Because the first time we had this conversation, 
Morgan and I had a glass of wine. They're like, no, you guys are going to get drunk. You can't drink alcohol. And we explained to them, it's not a one sip and you trashed. There's a, a progression to it. But also be aware of how it's making you feel. So even with basic meals, listen to your body. Is it telling you that it is full? Or are you wanting more food because you are still hungry? Even when it comes to trying foreign foods, we did Brussels sprouts for the first time the other day with them. And then I say to them, taste it and see if there's something in the taste that you can enjoy or is there something that you completely dislike? It's something that you can't stand it. It makes you feel sick, whatever. And then gauge for yourself, what is your body telling you? So we'll have to take that bend when we get to it, when it comes to the more heavy duty things that put you out of your normal mind state. But for the most part, it is a... Is there something that makes you feel a way that you enjoy feeling that you want to feel frequently? And if the answer is no, then you don't do it often. And if it's something that makes you feel good, but you know that it's not good for you, how can you live your life in a way that, that allows you to have it as an indulgence every now and again, but not completely take you off the railing? So it's a dosage and a... um is what my parents always say. I don't know what the English is for that, but keeping that in the front of your mind is, okay, I love chocolate. I could eat a pile of chocolate probably, but if I do, I'm going to feel like shit tomorrow. And such is life with most things. How is it different to the way you were raised? Well, to give you some context, I grew up in Pretoria East in the Inthia community. My grandmother was a doper and she said, you can do whatever you like as long as you don't enjoy it. And I think <laughs> the Inthia church took the opposite thing and just said, don't do anything. We were given a lot of rules. My parents grew up very conservative Afrikaans. So for them, it was a, a case of drugs are bad. Everything is bad. The first time I saw my dad slightly intoxicated was at our anniversary party. They gave us a example and a rule system for a very straight and narrow life. And I tended to rebel against a lot of that. My siblings, not so much, but by the time I went to high school, I went to an English school and my siblings all went to the same Afrikaans boy girl school in Pretoria. So there, our education background changed a bit and varied a bit. I was just in general more head in the clouds, free-spirited. And I suppose being the eldest, you the icebreaker with every single experience. I fought a lot with my parents and challenged them on a lot of things. And then I just remember feeling like I don't ever want to have such a difficult relationship with my kids where they withholding stuff from me because we cannot sit around a table and talk about things. And I used to withhold a lot of information from my parents because I just didn't feel they would be open to the idea of birth control because I have a boyfriend and things that ultimately is not the choice you want for your child, but it is the better choice than what's happening in the darkness that they're doing behind your back. And every day I'm aware of the fact that the relationship I'm forming with my kids has to ultimately lead to a space of trust and deep friendship mm. so that they will be willing to share those things with me. And so I try and do as much, I don't know, preventative damage control, if you can say that, where, yes, they have guidelines. It's not a freaking circus. They have guidelines and there's certain things that are unacceptable or that 
will get you into trouble. It is just a lot different to the things that would have gotten me in trouble when I was at school. Like, for example, my kids are allowed to swear. They're allowed to use the F word if they want to. They're allowed to cuss. They choose not to do it. But things like that is where my parenting style definitely differs to my parents. You said something so interesting now. They choose not to because you give them a choice. Do you see that in other areas? Yeah, I'm beginning to see it. If I look at Carmen, we gave them Easter eggs. She goes and she puts all the Easter eggs in the freezer and they're free to eat the whole packet. But Carmen will have a packet there and she'll have one or two a day and then knows to put them away. And even with eating dinner, they won't finish a plate of food because the food is there. They'll regulate. It's good, but I'm full. And other days, they don't regulate. The other days, they go, oh, my word, this is the best thing in the entire world. We're just going to eat it. Uh, Madeleine as well. No, she's already had juice for the day. She'll have water. Or she'll add water to a, a cup of juice. And and so they're beginning to make those decisions and and do it for themselves. They're still small and needs some guidance and some help. But they're getting the idea of it is, what am I feeling? How is this good for me? There's that guy, this channel is fit to fat to fit, something like that. Anyway, he says, when it comes to your kids and wanting to eat junk food, don't restrict it because restricting it makes it taboo and that makes them want it. Help them to see when they eat it, what are the consequences within 10 minutes of eating it? Are you feeling like you've got heartburn? Are you feeling bloated? How do you feel tomorrow? What's your energy level like tomorrow? Because those things have a physiological effect on our bodies, but awareness is lacking for most people and a lot of it stems from being raised to be told what to do and not being guided or shown how to listen to your own body and what makes you feel better or worse it's only if you have really serious reactions like an allergy that people actually pay attention but I mean if we have KFC for dinner one night the kids love it we love it because it's flipping out on that to cook and off we go but I know if we have KFC tonight Tomorrow I'm going to have pimples, not be able to function properly and do a day's work like I normally would be able to do. Those things I know now are the consequences and I help my kids to point out, listen, okay, eat it now, but then tell me, how do you feel tomorrow? How was your dad's school? Did you feel sluggish? And so when do we do it? We enjoy it, but we don't do it on a weekly basis or regularly that's something that I found helpful and it applied to everything but for me the ultimate goal with my kids has always been what is the human I'm releasing into the world when I'm no longer responsible for them and this boils down to everything how I consider what schools they go to they have a choice in which school they go to and I might not necessarily like the choice or the friends that they have but I help to guide them and to allow them a chance to think about the situation so that's the type of conversation if I could encourage parents to have with their kids not everything bad is 100% bad and too much of a good thing can end up being a bad thing and to rather make a space in which your kids know that they are safe at home and they have a balanced disciplinary system if you could summarize your parenting approach what would it be? I'd say it's free reign, but it's not completely without reins. I don't try and inhibit my kids. I tend to allow them to experience life and then help them to navigate the things that are difficult. 
and celebrate when things are amazing. It is about those human experiences that tend to hold us back when we're adults. Helping them to overcome those things is an important thing for me. And just because you make things allowable doesn't mean that they'll necessarily choose them. If you can create a space where your children are confident that whatever they come to you with, you will not react in such a way to make them feel rejected or inferior. Because I think that, for me, that was the culture that I was raised in. A lot of the things that I, I wanted to do or experience came with no, but ooh, judgment. But meanwhile, it is a human experience. There's definitely a very strong countercultural element in our family, which I'm proud of because there's so much in culture that I just still, if people were made aware, they would change the way they act. I hope you found this as intriguing and controversial as I did. Until next time.